And here on Talk and Fight for another episode of Boxing News Today. Let's start off with uh, a few upcoming fights, starting with Angelo Leo. He returns. Former WBO Super Bantamweight champion Angelo Leo, 21 and 1, nine knockouts, returns to the ring against Nicholas Polanco. He's uh, 24 and 1 with 11 knockouts at the Pro Box Event Center in Plant City, Florida. That's going to be on Pro Box TV, by the way. And Leo says he wants to put the featherweight division on notice. Uh, he said, all the world champions are in my sights. Ray Vargas, Robisi Ramirez, they're great fighters, but I know I can handle my own and I can beat them, Leo said. I want all them belts. Whichever comes first, I will be ready. Wow. Uh, FYI, Leo has been sparring with Nonito Donaire from the Philippines and Shakur Stevenson. Two great names in the boxing world. Anyway, Fernando Vargas, moving on, will be fighting Colombia's Wilfredo Buelvas in six-round super welterweight clash coming up Saturday, November 11th at the Thunder Studios in Long Beach, California. Buelvas will be the most experienced opponent Vargas Jr. will have fought to date. Coming off a victory in his most recent fight, Buelvas enters this fight with a record of 24-17 with 18 knockouts while Vargas Jr. is 12-0 with 11 knockouts of his own. All-Star Boxing made history in Nicaragua on Friday night as it presented a world-class show from the famed Alexis Arena in Managua, Nicaragua. The program was toppled by a thrilling 12-round knockout of Rene Shulo Santiago over Nicaraguan Kevin Vivas to claim the WBO interim junior flyweight title in front of a rowdy crowd. It was the first world title fight in Nicaragua after 21 years. Santiago looked impressive, boxing his way through the first half of the fight and later closed the show with a knockout in the final round. Many former world champions were on hand to support the show, including Humberto Chiquita, Gonzalez, Roman Chaclito, Gonzalez, the Alfredo brothers, Antonas Vivas, amongst many others. There was an exciting tribute to the late Alexis Aguero, Right before the main event, ring walk, glaring over the Jumbotron. Good stuff out of Nicaragua. Uh, one more fight. A very interesting matchup. Uh, that former IBF world champ, WBO number four, IBF number 11, TJ Donahue. 24 and 4, 18 knockouts. An Irishman now residing in Australia for years will make his initial defense of the WBO Asia Pacific title. It's a 122 pound belt, by the way, against unbeaten Chapat Lee Leimado. He's 11-0, by the way, and takes place in Tokyo, Japan. For TJ, Japan's a lucky place that he dethroned the then IBF ruler, Ryosuke Awasa, in points in back in 2018, and also wrested the WBA AP belt from Kazuki Nakajima via fourth-round technical knockout this past July. But the challenger, Limido, will also up ex expects to upset ex-titleist Ryosuke Awasa by a lopsided decision in Korea. Uh, oh, did upset uh, Ryoseki Awasa by a lopsided decision in Korea last April. The U.S. prospect, Jap Lee, 13 years his junior, at 23 years of age, served as a sparring partner for Monster Naya Anui before his Fulton title. He performed very well in sparring sessions, apparently, according to Naya's promoter and manager, uh, Hayayoki Hayashi Okushi. It will be competitive confrontation on the veteran next champ versus the fast-rising speedster, and ironically, the television commentator will be their mutual victim. Former IBF title holder, Ryosuke Awasa, who hung up the gloves for good after his Lomindo defeat. All right, very good stuff. All right. According to Alan Fox over BoxingNews24.com, Francis Nagu admits feeling a little bit bitter, slightly bitter, in fact, about being robbed 
of a rightful victory after getting the better of the number one heavyweight in boxing, Tyson Fury, last Saturday night in their mega fight over in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. Nagano says he rewatched the fight afterward and he doesn't understand how the two judges who scored the fight in Fury's favor were able to give him the victory. Francis would have gotten the draw if the referee had penalized Fury for hitting him with a blatant elbow. The elbow was obvious, and the referee failed to dock a point from Fury, who was playing dirty pool with that move. That elbow was thrown with enough force to knock out anybody, but Nagano took it like it was nothing and showed class by not retaliating. It's unclear whether Fury was hoping to knock out Nagano with the elbow or stun him badly enough to where he could knock him around the ring like he did with Deontay Wilder after hurting him with a rabbit punch in their second fight. Wilder never recovered and was easy pickings for Fury. Francis wonders whether they were watching a different fight on their monitors than the one inside the ring. They scored it for Fury 96-93 and 95-94. Fans watching at home on pay-per-view saw a much different fight as they noted that Nagano dropped the 35-year-old Fury in the third and had him badly hurt in the eighth round, looking like he was about to go down for a second time. Even in the rounds where Fury landed more punches, Nagano's shots were a lot harder, and that should have resulted in him being given credit by the judges. Unfortunately for Nagano, what's done is done. Fury got his hefty paycheck for the fight with him, and he's moving on to his next contest against IBF, WBA, WBO, heavyweight champ Alexander Yusek, in early 2024 as a, i like the way he's saying in early 2024 now as opposed to december 23rd uh, there will not be an immediate rematch and it's questionable whether there will be ever one fury Usyk will fight twice and then fury will likely face anti-joshua in their long-awaited british clash which will see both fighters receive massive money speaking of eddie hearn matchroom promoter eddie hearn says he's planning He's in the planning stages to put together a massive fight uh, between Francis Nagano and Anthony Joshua next in Africa, viewing it as Rumble in the Jungle 2. Hearn says the winner of the fight would take on Tyson Fury versus Alexander Usyk for the Undisputed Heavyweight Championship. That's a long shot if you ask me. But anyway, it's a fight for Joshua, 26-3, 23 knockouts. It would revitalize his career, which has gone downhill since 2019. Um, Joshua beating Nagano quite easily predicting a stoppage with six rounds, says Hearn. Hmm. Boxing fans on social media are picking Nagano to blast Joshua out uh, and end what's left of his career, sending him into retirement from a brutal knockout loss. They see the shots that Nagano hurt Tyson Fury with last weekend. That would simply destroy Joshua. If Hearn could put together a fight between Josh and Nagano, that would be a massive accomplishment because the former UFC heavyweight champ has a lot of potential compelling fights to deal with, one of which is against Deontay Wilder, as we talked about yesterday. Nagano lost a controversial 10-round split decision to heavyweight lineal champ Fury last Saturday night in Riyadh uh, in a fight that most fans saw Francis winning. So what did Eddie Hearn say? What you have to do now is rematch Tyson Fury or fight Anthony Joshua. Relating his uh, his plans for a Francis Joshua fight. If Husek has to fight Tyson Fury, and I believe he will, then AJ against Francis Nagano, and the winner fights the winner of the other fight. That's what Eddie Hearn says. That's what Eddie Hearn wants. That's because Joshua is on a skid right now. Downhill, by the way. If Francis Nagano beats Tyson Fury, and I already did, but whatever, 
and beats Antiochia, he should fight the world heavyweight title in two fights. So that way you're getting the credibility. Herney's going after that quickly if he wants to make the fight with Nagano, because just talking about it like he did nonstop about the Joshua Wilder contest, which never happened, won't get the job done. AJ against Francis Nagano is absolutely massive. It's massive, said Hearn. Two giants next to each other. Who knows what's going to happen? I can't even believe we're debating this on Monday morning. Fair play to you, boy. He pulled it out of the bag, said Hearn about Nagano beating uh, Fury, uh, which he did not. The money for Francis Nagano in boxing. He ain't going back to MMA. Actually, he might. Uh, the money that I know uh, against uh, uh, AJ could generate a lot more than you got on Saturday in boxing because AJ is a superstar <laughs> and Wilder is a solid name and a big name in America because of the Fury fights. You're talking about a guy, Joshua, that is a two-time heavyweight champion, a guy that has endorsement deals and broadcast deals all over the world. It's a monstrous fight. He, Joshua, wasn't interested in the gimmick fight when it was proposed to him, said Hearn. Uh, about Joshua having turned the fight with Nagano in the past. A lot of people's perceptions pre-fight last Saturday was that fight, Fury versus Nagano, was farcical. <laughs> we are now in the position where we're debating if Francis Nagano beats Anthony Joshua. Well, actually, Hearn is. None of us are. Take my money, prove me wrong, and listen. He can punch, there's no doubt. Fury's resistance, I don't think that's what it was. It was a good shot to the top of the head but nothing major. Take my money, and I will show you what happens when anti-Joshua fights Francis Nagano. I said three rounds last Saturday, but I'll be generous and say six rounds for Joshua to beat Nagano. Wow. He's a mouthful. Anyway, trailblazer Amanda Serrano is looking to alter the future of women's boxing, and the WBC's stance on two versus three-minute rounds. As we all know, on Friday... Amanda Serrano made history when she competed in the first 12 three-minute fight in women's boxing since 2007. The undisputed featherweight champ who already made history when she competed in the first women's fight to main, uh, at a main event at Madison Square Garden against Katie Taylor in 2022 went the distance against a game Danila Ramos, who immediately accepted the contest when Serrano suggested the scheduled distance. In the Carib Royale on October 27th in Orlando, Serrano won the split decision. A passionate crowd cheered the Puerto Rican-born Serrano with flags and various chants and were on their feet for the entire night. They saw two great warriors giving it their all and then some. But the fight was about making a point, especially after the WBC refused to sanction a 12 uh, three-minute round contest between women. Said Serrano, I hope that I proved women are capable of competing in three-minute rounds. Me and my opponent fought 12 three-minute rounds and were healthy. We went out there. We put on a show. We're healthy, alive, and going strong. I thought performing at this level would convince them, but we'll see. As I said, it uh, remains to be seen what the WBC will do. Um, but Serrano concluded, the WBC kind of underestimated women. Looking at Danilo tonight, she was outgunned, yes, but she knew um, what she had to do to survive. These girls, uh, said Serrano's manager, Jordan Maldonado, these girls, you got to give them the opportunity, man. They're going to adjust to have someone, an organization who's part of boxing, limit what women can do in my book is not cool. We respect their decision not to sanction the fight. We never once made a complaint or questioned their integrity. I'm glad that after tonight, maybe Suleiman 
can sit back, reflect, and say, you know what? These girls will figure it out. Keep in mind, in their fight, Serrano threw over 1,000 punches and landed 338, which is obviously more than her usual output. Uh, Ramos landed 120 out of 846 punches. While looking tired in the middle of the contest, Serrano's energy increased toward the end. Outside of Layla McCarter in 2007, who was recently featured on Talking Fight, by the way, she joined minimum weight champion Sinisa Estrada, who fought Marlon Esparza, uh, also recently highlighted on Talking Fight, in 10 three-minute rounds uh, back in 2019. Serrano teased more... Uh, that more fights will have 12 three-minute rounds. She also said she would continue to fight in that format. However, the WC will not sanction those fights. Uh, one of the top contenders within the WBC is Sky Nicholson, the interim champ, who recently said she would be happy to fight Serrano under whatever ruling the WBC implements. The WBC could strip Serrano if their stance holds firm, and that would come with plenty of backlash. As of now, no decision has been made on the matter. Um, oh, uh, speaking of women, Katie Taylor is expected to claim victory over her rival Chantel Cameron in a match scheduled November 25th at the Three Arena in Dublin, Ireland. The duo will meet for the second time after their previous match that took place in the same venue back in May, uh, where Chantel retained her light welterweight championship through the majority decision. But 37 year old Katie, former footballer, two weight world champ. And the current undisputed lightweight champion has held several titles uh, since her uh, since her career took off, including the WBA uh, since 2017, IBF since 2018, and both World Boxing Council WBC with uh, World Boxing Organization titles since 2019. The four titles have made her one of the eight boxers, both male and female, to hold major titles simultaneously. Good for her. Uh, Taylor, by the way, she's 22 and one, has achieved success in her boxing career by attaining five gold medals at the Women's World Championships, six gold medals at the European Championships, and as of March 2023, she's ranked as the world's best active female lightweight by BoxRack and the best active female boxer pound for pound by Ring Magazine. Her opponent, Chantel Cameron, is 31-year-old English professional boxer with two weight classes and the current undisputed light welterweight champion. She held the WBO title since 2020. IBF and Ring Magazine titles since 2021 and WBA and WBO titles since 2022. I've really felt the benefits using Supreme CBD ahead of my next fight. It helps with anxiety, depression, any aches and pains and insomnia linked to my bio. It really does work, said Chantel, 18 and 0, by the way. In November 2022, she defeated her rival, Jess McCaskill, making her the undisputed light welterweight champion and UK's first undisputed female boxing world champion. She retained the title in May 2023 when she emerged victorious over Taylor through majority decision. The scheduled event will act as a rematch to weigh both champions and weigh who will fight enough to retain their respective titles. Now, I have been uh, talking about the Olympics and whether they may even go forward in L.A., Los Angeles in 2028. They're certainly going forward in Paris 2024, but there is a bit of a, a, a fight, a tussle, if you will, between the IBA and world boxing. Anyway, take a look at this headline. It comes out of Australia. 2032 Olympics hopeful Sahara 
Desert Storm Dempsey training to take on the world's best boxers. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put this in the uh, announcement section on the Talk and Fight uh, website so you can uh, read it all. But let's just read the very first paragraph. Sahara Desert Storm Dempsey first strapped on a pair of boxing gloves as a 12-year-old after her mom suggested she learn self-defense. It didn't take long before the now 17-year-old fell in love with the sport and the person she became when she stepped into the ring. It's not like other sports. It just doesn't make you a fighter. When you hop in a ring, you can't run. You have to think. You have to react. It brings out a person you never knew you had in you. Since she began competing, Sahara's won Sahara has won regional, state, and national titles in her weight class. She's the first ever female Australian champion from Townsville, and we're very, very proud of her. And she's looking forward to going to the Olympics in, as I said, 2032. One last uh, story uh, quickly. Uh, Oshaki Foster, who we've talked about often on Talk and Fight, could not have spit out his answer any quicker when asked about his next desired opponent, Cordina. Foster emphatically stated after his come from behind 12th round knockout of Eduardo Hernandez over the weekend, the name drop is in reference, of course, to IBF junior lightweight titleist Joe Cordina, his 15-0, nine knockouts, the unbeaten two-time IBF titleist from Cardiff, Wales, who faced Eduardo Vasquez this Saturday back in uh, Monte Carlo. The event was promoted by Matchroom. He also presented Foster's thrilling and successful WBC title defense over Hernandez at the... Uh, Polyforum Benito Juarez in Cancun, Mexico, which I discussed yesterday. And that, my friends, does it for today's show. Thanks for joining me. Appreciate it very much. Um, remember to like, share, subscribe, hit that notification bell. We'll see you later on at 4 p.m. when I join Mike or on his show, Knuckle Up here on Talk and Fight. Thank you.